up, everybody? Welcome to Big Blue Avenue. This is week 16. I'm Tom Scavetta, joined alongside lovely co-host, as always, Sam Cardona. Sam, how are you feeling? Tough week 15 loss. The team looked flat. We were pretty distant this week in text, not as lively as last week. So it was it was definitely a tough game to watch. But how are you doing? I'm doing good. Definitely hanging in there. Um, kind of looked like same old Giants this past week. Um, not really thrilled with the way we were playing, but nonetheless, I'm I'm keeping ourselves hopeful for the rest of this season. Um, but yeah, it was a you know it was a game, but it really wasn't all that exciting. And you know, I'm sure um, our guest from last week is very thrilled with the fact that Tommy Cutlets did not really uh, show up and show out the way he thought he was. That's right. Our guest last week, Sean, uh, we put up a YouTube short of him making an interesting prediction. If you're a Saints fan or a Giants fan, so feel free to go check that out. We have a returning guest tonight. Um, well, first time this year, it'll be Sporty Jordy, Sam's one of Sam's best friends, Jordan, on the show um, in just a few minutes. So we appreciate her for taking the time out out of, out of her busy schedule to join us tonight. And uh, Sam, quickly here, I want to get a key takeaway from you for this game. So the Giants were just two for 16 on third down. Tommy DeVito sacked seven times, left the game with a concussion, came back to start the second half. But those seven sacks, the O-line returned to old form. You know, Waller was back, but it just didn't make a difference. Is the honeymoon over for Tommy DeVito this season, or is this just a little pause in the action? I was expecting this to happen at some point. It was not going to be a situation where Tommy DeVito was going to lead us to the Super Bowl. It just, you know, those are very high expectations. Um, Was this the way I really wanted to see it go down? Not really, but I was expecting a loss at some point. Um, This wasn't all Tommy DeVito's fault. You know, I know that he didn't look fantastic, but like you said, the offensive line was terrible again. Um, especially the following week that zero sacks, they were doing a great job. But this past week, you know, Tommy DeVito was just getting the taste of the medicine that Daniel Jones has been getting for, you know, years at this point. So, you know, I'm not really surprised, but I honestly don't think the honeymoon itself is over. I just think, you know, we kind of have to now adjust and, you know, Tommy DeVito is going to get figured out at some point. The more he plays, the more tape there's going to be for defenses to watch. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So I'm not really too worried. I'm still excited to watch them, um, especially with these last three games we have going for us Two obviously hard divisional games with the Eagles. But I, I still have a feeling that the Rams are a winnable team and that we can do what we have to do like the way we did against the Packers. So, you know, we've seen it happen. It's not the fact that we haven't seen it yet. It's the fact that we've seen it happen and we know it can happen, and it's just a matter of doing it again. I'm also not convinced that the honeymoon is over. I think it's realistically still in the starting phase. Look, big overreaction. Quarterbacks will lose games. Teams will lose games. DeVito did not lose us this game. Um, the Giants offensive line and secondary lost us this game and coaching, quite frankly, um, to be honest with you. The Giants didn't blitz enough on defense. I mean, people were tweeting it out all game. They're playing soft zone, cover two. Uh, they're not blitzing enough. When the Giants blitzed in this game, which wasn't much, they had success, Sam. You know, Pinnock had the only sack of the game. 
um, full sack, I should say. I thought Ashawn Robinson played very well in um, run defense, one of the better run defenders in the league playing next to Dexter. But the Giants' defense allowed Derek Carr to throw three touchdown passes, and I, I just I did not like the way the defense looked. For me, it's the end of the line for guys like Adoree Jackson, um, Darnay Holmes, and it sucks with Adoree. But would you agree that the writing is on the wall? He's a UFA after this year. He's not coming back. No, I, I unfortunately. He's done what he's got to do. He's aging out of the position, unfortunately. It's just what happens, and there's no space for him on this team anymore. So he did what he had to do, you know, these past few years, but I'm I'm not too keen on keeping him around. Absolutely. Um, definitely a player that we need to move on from. Also, Randy Bullock left the game with a hamstring injury yes. on a kickoff, and Jamie Gillen came into the game, blitzed in a 40-yard field goal. Um, Your thoughts on the luxurious Scottish hammer drilling that 40-yarder? I mean, pretty much our best play of the game. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I was – so that was when we really started talking was when I was like, you know, is Randy hurt? Like I watched him walk off the side. You know, he was grepping at that hamstring. And when they were like, yeah, you know, our backup kicker is Jamie Gillen. And I was like – oh my God, like we're going to have our punter kick, which, you know, obviously not too far away from each other, but I really was like unsure of the possibilities. He did great. He did a great job. I was very impressed right down the middle, like no issues. Um, If you told me at the beginning of this year that we would be having a lot of kicking injuries, I would have been like, that's really random, but it's very important to have a good kicker on your team. And unfortunately between Graham, now Randy, you know, Jamie Gillen is getting the job done for us. And hopefully Randy is well enough to come back this upcoming Christmas day. But I guess we will see. Type of season we've been having when you go through three kickers, Uh, (laughs) not ideal, but folks giants now have the sixth overall pick in the draft over the jets right now. Although the jets are eliminated Mathematically, the Giants are not, um, but the Giants have the higher pick right now due to strength of schedule. And Sam, let's get into our New York Giants player of the week. I just spoiled it. We reveal it. I mean, I didn't know who to pick this week. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Pinnock, but I mean, we did this once before, but this is the state of our team right now. And that's our player of the week. Yes. Jamie Gillen. Um, he Definitely, like we said, pulled through for us in the times that we needed it. Obviously, we didn't win this game, but he's the one who got points on the board for us. Um, three of those points, at least. So we had five punts for 238 yards. Um, he averages 47.6 um, yards per punt. Um, his longest is 53. Um, so one punt down inside the 20. And he was one for one in field goals, obviously that 40 yarder. He is a Pro Bowl candidate. And I added this lovely bullet point at the end here. The man has luxurious hair. He can't deny it. He obviously, you know, does something to it to keep it growing. But I can't believe I just had to read off punter stats. <laughs> and it's incredible. I'm not surprised you agreed with me on him for player of the week. By the way, remember the one the game last year? He had to stay back because he's he's from Scotland, so the passport issue thing. That's he was right. like three days behind. Ridiculous. But 
Uh, yeah, enough about the punter. Um, <laughs> although a lot of his punts were good. Like he helped flip the field multiple times. He does a great job punt. punting for us. He does. Figuring um, we do it a lot, so. Last topic before we bring up Jordan, the Tommy DeVito mania troubles. So there was a false report today, and Sam, I'll let you lead this, but I just want to get us into it here. Mm-hmm. DeVito has hired a new marketing agent who you're very f- familiar with, uh, Max Lepselter, I believe that's how you say it, mm-hmm. um, replaces Sean Stellato as his marketing agent. Sean Stellato did not get fired. The agent that's taken over the internet with the fedora, um, with the St. Patrick's Day attire last week. Stellato will remain DeVito's agent for football-related matters, and there was an interesting event that happened this week. So Coniglio's is a pizza shop in Morristown, New Jersey, that had originally scheduled an appearance with DeVito, but his fee doubled from 10000 to 20000 And there was a little miscommunication there between Stellato and the client, and DeVito wound up just going for free the other day. I mean, that's mm-hmm. such a classy move to do, but... Just what happened there and what are your thoughts on this whole new thing with the marketing agent? Yeah, it's a it seemed very odd to begin with that this was something that was in the news. But um, I was reading some stuff that Stellato said, which there was no contract in place yet. So that's why the the price went up. Um, and originally it was $10,000 and then they upped it to $20,000. And I guess there was some sort of verbal agreement that was, you know, pushed off or whatever. Um but honestly, good for Tommy. Good for Tommy for showing up and showing out for a small business that's just going to, sh- you know, he sh- went there and did what he had to do. I saw a couple videos of him making soda or something. Like he was doing some fun things over there. And, you know, at this point, he probably was saying, hey, dude, like I'll go like for $10,000. I don't need that 20000 And, you know, maybe his agents were like, no, 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 like this, you got to do this, you got to do this. But, um, you know, to go for free, I, I agree. Classy move. He did what he had to go. Hometown guy. You don't want to have your town go against you in any way. So I I thought that that was great by Tommy. And yeah, Max is um Max and his father Mark are family friends of ours. Um, Mark is coming to my wedding. I've been employed by him for many many years in the past. So um, pretty exciting that we have that nice little connection there. Shout out to the Lepselters and all of the jobs that they gave me in college. But yeah, so it's um it was a good good move by Tommy, you know, obviously figuring out, yes, he needs something different than the guy in the fedora doing his marketing for him, and he'll take care of the football stuff. Absolutely. Um, that's an awesome story, Sam, by the way. So DeVito, happy for him. He's pretty much gonna be the starter the rest of the season. There's no way around it at this point. A couple reinforcements off of IR for Big Blue, Gary Brightwell and Matt Pert this week. Their windows open. Shout out Jordan Schultz for hitting us up on the side this morning. Appreciate him. And let's get into our preview against the Philadelphia Eagles, the surprisingly cold Philadelphia Eagles, who went from 10 and 1 to 10 and 4, um, a team that's on a three game losing streak, 2017 loss to the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. And this is a team, Sam, that swept us th- 
three times last year, including the playoffs. They have not won there in 10 years. Your initial thoughts heading into this game, and then we will bring up Jordan. Uh, Initial thoughts? I don't think we're going (laughs) to win. I can't imagine a very disgruntled three-game losing streak Eagles at home losing to the five and nine Giants um, and Tommy DeVito, who obviously were struggling last week. Um, You know, we end off the season in MetLife, and obviously we'll talk about that game in a couple of weeks when we get to it. But that game, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a little bit more manageable of a win. But this one, I'm, I'm not feeling as confident as I was in the past for the Saints and um, for the Packers, or even though I wasn't that pet confident for the Packers either. But um, no, I, I first just genuine, like just looking at it, not feeling too hot. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But let's hear from the Eagles fan herself. Um, maybe she'll pull a Sean from last week. Most likely not. Um, no. Welcome back to the show. The sporty Jordy. Jordan, how are you doing? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the show. Hi, happy holidays. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, however, I'm not doing well um, <laughs> because the Eagles are on a complete downward spiral. Um, and I don't think there's much room for like a turnaround in this season. So yeah, I'm hanging on by a thin thread, but excited to see you guys again next week. Um, we're going to be rivals again this week. Um, and it feels like a really long time since we played the Giants. Normally, it's like Dallas. We play twice at the end of the year. Um, and now we get you guys twice in the next couple weeks. Yep. It's been over 11 months. And safe to say the Giants have not won in Philly in so long. Jordan, we want to put you on the spot with a trivia question before we even get started. Giants have not won in Philly since 2013. Who was the Eagles starting quarterback the last time the Giants won in Philadelphia? In 2013. I don't even know. I don't know. Wait, so we got Wentz in 16. Was it Foles? Close. Who? Very close. Hint, he is still playing in the NFL as a backup quarterback. He's still playing in the NFL. Give you a like. No, just tell me. All right. Matt Barkley. Never, never would have got there. (laughs) He's our quarterback now. (laughs) Pop off, Matt Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know he was on the Eagles. Yeah. Now, now hearing it, it's like I remember it, but that wouldn't have been a name that I pulled out. Damn. And he beat you guys? No, you beat him. 17 of 26 for 158 and one pick. Oh. So that was the last time. Gorgeous. I mean, it sounds like our offense right now. <laughs> What's up, Brad Pond? We play this Sunday or OBJ. We play this. Not sure what that means, Brad. Uh, Feel free to clarify, but let's get started. Um, We'll do our plugs for you and Sam post-show. So we appreciate your time coming on. First up, what specifically has caused this three-game losing streak, do you think? Is it Nick? 
Is it Brian Johnson, Sean Desai, Jalen, the defense, everybody? Who is the catalyst here? Yeah, yeah, no, unfortunately, I wish it was as simple as just, hey, this one piece isn't clicking. Unfortunately, I just feel like the whole team isn't playing up to their potential. Um, And that's really what's causing the downfall. I feel like vibes are really, really off. Um, And for Philly, like, that's a really big thing for us. Like, we don't always have to have the best team, but for some reason we have this energy and we have this vibe and this like brotherhood essentially um, that like really carries us. And without that, um, I think we're really struggling. Um, initially, the first half of the season, um, I, I was not a fan of Brian Johnson at all. Desai wasn't, I wasn't loving what I was seeing, but I wasn't totally against it either because depth wise and everything, we are short. So I was like, for him, there's more of an excuse. We we have more of a workaround. In, in this offense, there, there's been no need for us to play that we've been playing all year. And, and we got lucky um, the first 11 weeks of the season coming out with 10 wins. Um, and now I feel like with Jalen not being 100%, I, there's injuries. Everyone's playing a little banged up. Um, and I think people are really just able to call us out. Um, so I would say Brian Johnson and our offensive play calling is the biggest factor, but also like Nick Sirianni, not putting his foot down and, and making really any drastic changes there. And, and the random move at at throwing Matt Patricia in as defensive coordinator, I honestly really liked it. Um, but it feels like kind of just like desperate at this point in the season. Um, and then our players, like, I feel like everyone, Jason Kelsey's out there making really dumb mistakes. Our veterans aren't really stepping up and maybe it's cause they're older and they're hurt. Um, but overall we just are not playing good football and there's no excuses. Yeah. And Jalen even came out and said that the team wasn't committed yep. and like, it was like a whole thing. Um, by the way, long time no see, Jordan. It's good to see you. you I know. haven't spoken in a while. Um, <laughs> we just filmed unsolicited right before this. Um, but uh, so let's talk about Jalen a little bit. Okay. Um, obviously he was ill this past weekend. He was dealing with like flu-like symptoms and stuff. But I think that there was a little bit more to that, especially in these last couple of weeks. Do you think there's any long-term concerns going on with Jalen Hurts at all? I'm not, I know a lot of Philly is, and that's just kind of how we are. Like they flick the light switch. If you're playing great, you're a superstar. Mm -hmm. If you have a bad game, you're banned from the city. Um, However, I am not concerned at all about Jalen Hurts long-term. I think we saw a big enough period of him being consistent and on the money. And these last couple games, like prior to the flu game and some of the knee stuff, like it was mainly play calling. Like I'm not worried about Jalen in the slightest. I'm worried about his knee for the rest of this season, but long-term, like I don't regret paying him. I still think he is our guy. Um, uh, Yeah. So to answer your question, no, I'm not worried long-term. A lot of people too think Steichen leaving could have caused a a huge ripple effect with this entire offense. Um, I will say Hertz has not looked good. In the last couple games, but to be fair, I mean, everyone's looked bad. And, I mean, we've gone through the same stuff in the past. Every team goes through it. Folks, players are going to have bad games. You have to give them time to write it out. You'd rather have these losses now than fall flat in the first round of the playoffs. I'll tell you that much. So, Sorry. Um, (laughs) No, it's it's all good. I want to ask you about the offensive line. Landon Dickerson, 
listed as doubtful with a thumb injury. Kim Jurgens is dealing with a peck. Any updates on that? Do you think this is part of the issue as well? The shuffling, Opeta at right guard, guys moving around. What's what's up with that? Definitely. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be a huge factor. And our O-line coming into this season, um, it was ranked very high and we had very high expectations. And there were a lot of games, even fully healthy, um, that things just weren't clicking. And obviously we always nail the tush push like we have these big guys. Um, But again, all of this, I think, goes down to um, Shane Steichen leaving, getting Brian Johnson in. Um, Maybe the, the vets not agreeing with Brian Johnson. I mean, I know on defense, Kevin Byard was prior to the change with Matt Patricia, but he was calling for the defense to call the plays. Like he was, he was done with the play calling. And, and I have a feeling the offensive members are probably feeling that same way and just haven't been as vocal. Um, so yeah, I think it all stemmed. I mean, I love Shane Stankin and I, we see what he's doing in the Colts with a team that I thought needed at least another two or three years to kind of be put together and, and they look good, like solid. Um, so I think it just shows how good of a coach he is. Um, and how much it's really hurting us. And I think people are really focusing on Jalen and asking, is Jalen on the hot seat? Did we make a mistake with Jalen? But I think this is the first time I'm saying out loud too, like maybe it more comes back down to Nick Sirianni and and what he's doing. And maybe he got kind of bailed out having Shane Steichen um, his first few years. And uh, now that he's not there, we're kind of seeing some true colors. Um, and, and I don't want to think that way because I love Nick Sirianni and again, energy. I love the energy he brings to this team, but there, there's something going on in that locker room that we are not seeing. And I, and I think it's affecting everything. Um, and then the injuries on top and again, the shuffling and, and having to move everything around. Uh, it's definitely not helping. I can tell you that much. Um, somebody that I want to talk about with you on your offense is somebody who, wrecked the Giants last year when we went to that game at MetLife, Mm -hmm. Um, Boston Scott. um, You know, you were betting on him and everything. Do you have any predictions for how he's going to be against this Giants defense this year? Do you think it's going to be like a crap show all over again? I am praying. Um, (laughs) However, I don't think, and this sounds mean, and I kind of intend it to be, um, but I don't think Brian Johnson's smart enough to utilize all of our pieces. It seems like he gets very comfortable um, kind of going consistently to the same people over and over again. And, like, he'll forget. We'll have two weeks where, like, he'll forget Devontae Smith is on the team. Like, we just don't target him at all. And, like, I just feel like we go through this rotation. Um, And so I, I would say throw Boston Scott in because he consistently is the Giants killer. That's literally his nickname. And we've seen him in hints throughout the season, but not as much. Like, again, like we have this depth. We have these, these extra sneaky pieces that, that Steichen, Steichen loved and utilized consistently. And it was kind of that advantage because people would be prepping for one thing and we just throw something else out there. And it was that unexpected factor that made our offense so exciting. And we have the depth and we have the talent to do it. And we're just not like, all of our plays are predictable. Christian McCaffrey, watching Christian McCaffrey on the Manning cast, like literally predict our plays before they happened was the most frustrating thing ever because 49ers are literally our, our biggest competition in the NFC right now. Granted, the Cowboys are now unfortunately sneaking their way up there. 
Um, but the 49ers are definitely the most intimidating. And if they can watch our offense and know exactly what's coming, that does not give me good vibes at all. Um, so I'm definitely going to have money on Boston Scott anytime touchdown. Um, I see it here in the comments. Um, I'm all over it. I'm ready to see the Giants killer. Hopefully he'll bring some, some big energy back. Um, but I'm not confident that they'll actually use him. Yeah, there's a lot of questions heading into this game for both sides. And for some reason, I have a feeling this is a get-right game for Philly, Jordan. I mean, something just tells me we don't play well against the Eagles. Um, defensively, though, I want to talk about your defense a little bit. So Kevin Byard took a lot of ownership for the secondary struggles after being acquired midseason. A lot of people thought this would put the Eagles' defense over the top. Um, why hasn't it gone that way? What unit concerns you the most as to why it hasn't gone that way? Our secondary. I think everyone is just running all over us. Um, I think it's a hot mess. I saw the one bright spot I did see, um, given some injuries. Obviously, I'm never happy when Darius Slay is injured. I love him. He hasn't been playing great, but I still think that when he steps up, he steps up big. Um, so I was really nervous about that. I, I was really anxious. However, watching Keely Ringo and Eli Ricks in this last game against the Seahawks, they really stepped up like they they helped out huge while James Bradbury on the other hand I'm pretty sure he was targeted nine times and let up eight catches and on the Seahawks drive that sealed our death he let up every single catch that was targeted towards him um which is just awful and unacceptable especially for someone that I loved so much last year and was so excited that we were able to keep. Um, and I think it makes the CJ Gardner Johnson loss even worse when I thought that like the, I thought getting Bradbury was going to be better than getting CJ Gardner Johnson. And obviously he had his own injuries. Um, but yeah, James Bradbury is just killing us right now. Um, and why I bring up Ringo and Ricks is because I think it gives us at least a bright look into our future. I think they're going to be our starters heading in or in 2024. Um, and they, Keely Ringo had a great game, great game. Um, Ricks the same way. So I'm excited about them, but we, we need more veteran presence. Um, and we just need, we need one more superstar in our secondary. Cause I mean, we're just, we're getting torched. Yeah. And we know we had dreams Bradbury as well, and he was a tough loss for us. And but he is aging; he's getting up there. Yeah. Um, talking about defense, we did mention Matt Patricia earlier. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he got like w- like why now? Out of all the times, and and like, is it because of your DC not doing what he's supposed to? Like, did they think Patricia was going to be able to handle it? Like, wh- like what even came about with that? Do you know? No, I think this is one of the strangest things ever. And I was actually so shocked because like I said, like the first half of the season, there were things about our defense that obviously made me nervous, but like Desai was not on my shit list. Like he just wasn't while Brian Johnson really has been like since game one, I was like, okay, we're winning, we're doing things, but like, we don't look like us. Um, And then the, the change came with Matt Patricia and Sean Desai is still our defensive coordinator. However, now he's just up in the booth and now Matt Patricia is calling the plays, but they haven't made an official title switch. I have no idea what's going on and it feels very desperate. Um, And the timing of it was weird um, because obviously all of Philly 
is really upset with our offense. Everyone's upset with our offense. And then Kevin Byard made one comment about wanting to like not have decide do the play calling. And it felt like right after that, it like that hit the media. Everyone was talking about it and they made the switch. And I was like, so is it just coming down to like the players speaking out? And if so, can our offense start speaking out? Like, please get Brian Johnson off the field. Like, please do something. Um, Frank Reich's available now. Like, let's let's make the change if we're going to do it. Um, but, you know, the whole thing freaked me out because as much as I said I want Brian Johnson gone all season, um, at this point in the year I, and where we're at, like, we're still 10-4. and four, We're still in playoff contention. Like, we're still a good team. I, I think that would just completely shoot us in the foot, like having two – new offensive or two new coordinators come in one defensive one office and offensive to like change everything at this point in the season. Um, so yeah, rub me the wrong way. I don't really get it. Um, I, I mean, I hope it does something. We only allowed 17 points for majority of the game minus the end when it really mattered, but you know, it was, it was tough. Um, to reference that too, to just mm-hmm. follow that one up. Giants fired Jason Garrett in 2021. The offense got worse, right? Jason Garrett was the best at running that crappy offense. And the same thing with Matt Canada. The Steelers fired him. He was the best at running that crappy offense. It's more than likely not going to get better by adding Matt Patricia. So I don't see the sun and roses there. Uh, That's a terrible reference, but you can get the point. It's, it just makes me worry. It, it makes me worry for you guys. And I, I'm still confident you're definitely making the playoffs, but who do you have winning the NFC East right now? Because that's really what's up in the air. I mean, you, I hate to say it, you have a cupcake schedule the last three games. And then Dallas, they have Miami playoff team, Detroit playoff team. And then Washington is still a joke. So what are you thinking here? And Sam, I want to hear from you too after Jordan. Who do you think wins this? You know, and it's really tough for me. I'm going to say Eagles. It's impossible for me to be unbiased in this situation just because I need to have some hope. Like I need to have something to hold on to. Um, but really if our, and I mean this with no disrespect to either of you, but if we were playing, like if we had Dallas's schedule for the rest of the season, I would feel super nervous about it. And I would be very honest in being like, I don't know. But right now with the way things are looking, we still have a chance. Like we just have to win out and we need Dallas to have realistically two tough losses, not even tough losses. They just have to lose um, to Miami and Detroit. Um, And I'm just praying that happens. Um, But yeah, no, I, I, I still think we have a chance, but my like up until the 49ers game, I was very confident that we were still a Super Bowl team. And now I, I don't see how we make it past the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, which is a dagger for me to admit. Um, but it, it's just being realistic right now. We do not look good. They're not even fun to watch right now. Like every time I watch them, I'm like, oh, and you guys know me. When's the last time I shut off an Eagles game? Like when's the last time I was like, I don't even want to see this through the Dallas game. I was, if I wasn't working, if I didn't have content to make, I would have shut it off. Cause I was like, this is pain. This is not fun. There's nothing good about this. Um, and I just want my Eagles back. I miss my fun, exciting Eagles. Oh, and even the end of that 
Seahawks game. Like, I think I was kind of watching it. Like, I had it on. I'd walk in. I'd watch a couple drives, and I'd walk around, do that. But the last two minutes of that game, I audibly gasped and stood up because I was like, how did that? Like, I was not expecting that to happen. And Sam was nice enough to not text me until Tuesday morning. (laughs) (laughs) I literally texted her Tuesday morning and I said, I was afraid to text you. Like, I just left her alone. That's a tough, tough loss. You know, that game, I was miserable. And that one, I didn't mind watching the whole way through because I was like, we're winning. We're winning. We're winning. We went up to the, we went to halftime up. I was like, oh, like, this is refreshing. Um, And then, yeah. Yeah, those last couple minutes. Uh, um, they really they really hurt me. Yeah. Uh to answer your question, Tom, I honestly think it's really going to come down to like the Eagles beating the Giants twice, which is obviously possible. Um, but I think that maybe the Cowboys lose to the Lions, maybe, but like I don't know. I think I, I think they can beat the Dolphins. I think they can beat the Lions. And I think they can obviously beat the Commanders. I would not be surprised. And this pains me to say that I think the Cowboys might win the division. But it really is a toss-up because the Eagles have the Giants twice. And um, I don't know what that middle team is that you guys are playing. But Arizona? Arizona, yeah. So Cannon oh. reunion. Yeah. yeah. But to finish off our questions for Jordan, this is a question that we ask – all of our guests every week. Okay. If there was one player that you could steal off of the Giants, who would it be and why? Mm-hmm. Thibodeau. Oh. Kayvon. I want Kayvon. I love him. I think he is a beast. And he's this young energy for you guys. You can build with him. I think he's unreal. And I love him. I also think he would be good on the Eagles because he has that like vibe. And I feel like he would like it here. So if I can ever steal him from you, just know that I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. You can't keep getting away with stealing our defense. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to keep Kayvon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's <laughs> keep him around. Eddie, Eddie would steal Tommy DeVito. Um, Eddie, <laughs> granted, you also played against DeVito in high school, so I'm not. I'm, yep, that's right. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, shout out to my coworker. But, um, yeah, I would um, – if I was the Giants, I would probably steal – I know he's hurt. I would steal Landon Dickerson away because he's young and he's an interior lineman, and that's what we need. I would say Lane Johnson, but he's getting older. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, then, that injury scare yeah. with Lane Johnson. We cannot win without Lane Johnson. It's, like, proven. Um, and when he went down, I literally – like, my full body was just like, that's it. That's the end of our season because it looked bad. It looked bad. And this was the Dallas game, right? I think it was the Dallas game that he went down. And I was just like, we're done. Our season's over. We don't bounce back from this. And then cut to commercial, came back, and he was on the field. And I was like, I'm a person again. (laughs) He he really is the glue, though. Yes. Like, he's – it's probably the, the best player on the, the offense. The day we lose Lane Johnson, I that's Jason Kelsey is going to hurt. That is going mm-hmm. to be a dagger. But like we we got Dickerson and we got like we got backups to like come in and like be the future of Jason Kelsey. Like we're prepared. We don't, too. Lane Johnson, I think is and 
Kelsey is one of a kind in his own way. But like Lane Johnson from the physical athlete standpoint, I don't think like it, he's one of a kind for us. Um, and I'm dreading the day that that relationship ends. Best right tackle in the league. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm not, I'm not objecting that. Um, it's tough. I mean, I do think Dallas wins the division, but I think the Eagles still have a good shot um, at making a run in the playoffs. Like I said, if you get your uh, guys back on track and win these final three games, but Sam, I'll turn to you here. What do us giants have to do to pull off the miracle and beat the Eagles for the first time since Justin Pugh's rookie year. I don't know if you saw the interview today, Sam, but he forgot that the Giants beat the Eagles in Philly his rookie year. <laughs> Justin Pugh doesn't know what's going on ever. So no. um, the man literally walked off his couch and joined our team. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, what do we need to do? <laughs> we need a better football team. <laughs> um, genuinely, like – it's just like our secondary has to be obscenely good covering AJ, covering Devante, um, stopping the run game. Like the Eagles have so many good pieces, which is why they are 10 and four. Like despite the schedule, they are still a good football team. Like you cannot put that past them. Um, but you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but like I, they have, vulnerabilities like we've been seeing these past few weeks we need to capitalize on those vulnerabilities like you know Jalen Hurts obviously is not a hundred percent um in terms of health um you know uh AJ and Devante I I honestly I mean they've been doing what they got to do but like they have not been making the plays that I've been expecting them to make um so just making sure that they don't jump because we are always chasing we're always chasing we're always chasing if we can keep that score if that defense can do what they did last week against the Packers like we're in really good shape um and yeah making sure that um Tommy DeVito stays up and not on the ground because we obviously can see what he does when there's zero sacks in a game um you know there's there's a lot of different things that can be done for the Giants, but overall, it's going to be quite a quest. Jordan, what can the Eagles do to not give the game to the Giants? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even beat the Giants. It's not, not even beat the Giants. Just not well, give the game away. Well, Sam just mentioned um, the sacks. If Hassan Reddick can do what he – I mean, Hassan Reddick's been great this season, so if he can sneak through and, and be in – little Tommy's face all day. That would definitely help. Um, Jalen Carter, like if we get all these guys in there, um, no offense, it might, it might scare Tommy a little bit. Um, I would be a little scared. Yeah. (laughs) I would be afraid if they were coming at me. Um, So yeah, I think they, if they can really step up and kind of hold us together, um, keep you guys off the field and give Jalen as much time as possible to do something um I feel like that's that's going to be best case scenario for us and yeah biasly um Sam Sam did a great job bringing up earlier throw Boston Scott in there we need our Giants killer um and and they have to utilize him I know nothing against Swift who's been absolutely unreal this season um but it's Boston Scott time okay it always is. Every time they play the Giants. Our Giants killer. I literally, Sam made fun. Now, granted, 
when me and Sam went to the game at MetLife last year, it was the downpour game, like ugly, ugly game for you guys. It was a great game for me. I'm so sorry. Um, but I made the joke walking into the stadium and I was like, oh, I have uh, Boston Scott anytime touchdown. And I looked at Sam and I was like, I'm going to throw Boston Scott two touchdowns. And yeah. like, what? The kids behind us were like, what? Like, I and I was that. Like, He's the Giants killer. And then he was quiet, quiet, quiet all throughout the game. And then in the last, like literally, it was like garbage time because we like had already sealed. Yeah. Um, and he ran it in for a touchdown at the end. And I was like, let's go. Yeah, that was a journey of a game. It you was. Want to put the numbers into perspective. <laughs> Scott has 11 touchdowns in his career against the Giants, nine against everybody else. Holy shit. He scored scored a touchdown in all nine games he's played in against the Giants. Maybe this is the weekend I'll get into sports betting. (gasps) Are you going to bet against the Giants? Like, are you going to bet for Boston Scott to score? That's what makes the money. uh, We should have a parlay for this game. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. We should have did a parlay mm. for, for the show, but maybe, maybe. I don't uh, want to do that. So yeah, that's we'll, all you guys. So we'll have to get Sam into it eventually. Yes. Uh, no, we're going to make Sam a sports get betting gal. Possibly week 18, potentially. Yes. I mean, we do play again in two weeks. I know. And that game, now with the way the season's going, I thought we would be arresting starters like. For New Year's, um, and now it looks like we have to play every week, so that game's going to count. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my key: um, protect Tommy DeVito at all costs. Um, Giants O line gave up seven sacks last week. Yeah. This is his sixth NFL start, I think. He's the fifth most sacked quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's pretty. Crazy. It's, it's funny, pretty funny. It's, remember, he also played in the Raiders game where Jones got hurt, unfortunately. And that's right. He also got sacked a bunch in that game. So there's <laughs> that. Tommy. Um 30th ranked line in the NFL. At least it's not last. Um I will say though, the Eagles only hit Drew Locke three times all night long. We made Drew Locke look like prime time Peyton Manning, and I, I'm not, I have not accepted it yet. I don't even think Drew Locke knew what he was doing. Like, he, no, he wait, did you no. see the clip of Drew Locke on the sideline? He's like looking at the camera, and he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like all tough, and then DK Metcalf touches him on the shoulder, and he turns around. And he's like, <gasps> like DK, he's like trying to be all tough because he's winning a game, and then DK Metcalf just like spooks him for literally existing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is who we let beat us. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. And then Sam, I saw on, tw- I literally opened up Twitter. I had the debate with myself. I was like, do I even want to go down this road? And I was like, I'll do it. I open up Twitter. The first thing I see is your tweet of Drew Locke rapping. And I was like, <laughs> well, it was more just and me that bringing it up. Because I was like, to die. I was like, this has to be, this has to emerge again. Like, it's every time this man shows up in the NFL again, they tweet out the vi- the video of him rapping. I'm so sorry. I didn't it's say okay. anything bad about the Eagles. In that you tweet. didn't. No, you didn't. Thank you. I forgot he did rap that one what? time. Um, on the sidelines, yeah, when he was on the yeah. Broncos. That was years ago, though, right? That's what I'm saying. It always comes up every so time the kid's on the field. Yeah, no, it's always around. He's, he's a funny. But if he could beat the Eagles, if Zach Wilson could beat the Eagles, who says Tommy DeVito can't? 
You, know? you guys <laughs> do not understand how awful of a person I'm going to be. And I mean this with the most utmost respect to the both of you. I will be a demon if we lose this weekend, just because it'll be like, if we like, we're winning, winning, and lose to the Giants. Like, annoying, but no big deal. But, like, after the last three games, if Tommy DeVito is, like, our fourth dagger in a row, I don't think I bounce back from that. I don't think there'd be any more unsolicited for the rest of the year. No, it would be canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in hindsight, though, it's not going to happen because the Seahawks and the Jets have better interior lines than the Giants. Um, ben Bredesen. At right guard, Justin Pugh is a million years old. John Michael Schmidt still can't pick up a stunt, unfortunately, in his rookie year. Mark Mark Lewinsky got called for forgetting to check in, which he did, by the way, but still, it's just hysterical. The Giants line is so bad. We're just going to throw the flag anyway, even when they do the right thing. Um, Who cares? Jalen Carter is going to eat in this game. Jalen Carter, Jordan, I don't know, obviously – there's optics involved, but why he fell as far as he did. But the Eagles getting him at what was it, number nine? Yep. <sighs> Incredible. Playing next to his former college teammate in Jordan Davis. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much my biggest player to watch. Honestly, that whole trio, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. Carter has five sacks. Um, he's had an awesome rookie year. Fletcher Cox is still there. And like, Howie has set up the team so well. When Fletcher Cox retires, Davis is there. Carter's yep. there. When Kelsey retires, Dickerson's there. Jurgens is there. Yep. You know? Jalen so Carter scored our incredible. only touchdown against the Cowboys. No. <laughs> yep. Really? Yep. Jalen Carter. They had no offensive touchdowns in that game. Yep. Our only touchdown came from 98. <laughs> Who had that on their ticket? I did. Right, right. Who will? No um, Somebody yeah, no, made a I lot of him. money. Sam was with me when for the NFL draft. Um, oh, yes. And it oh, yes, was, was every pick. She was like, this team is going to take Jalen Carter. Like, <laughs> and I was like, no, they're not. And they wouldn't. And she would just look at me. And she was like, how is this happening? And then when we traded up to get him, the shriek. That left my body. I'm surprised we didn't get the cops called on us that night. Jordan was making inhumane noises. And when they got Nolan Smith, forget it. She was like literally like hovering above me like a demon. Because if Jalen Carter was gone, that's someone that we were legitimately looking at at 10. So the fact that we ended up with Jalen Carter at 9 and then still got Nolan Smith at 30, I was like, Ow! And then I made the joke before we drafted Jalen Carter. We just traded up one. And I was like, Sam, what if we take Will Levis? <laughs> <laughs> we predicted every team to take Will Levis. Yeah. Yeah, that was um that was a bad time for us Giants fans. Um sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's all it's all good trying to recover from that thought there for a moment. But anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We haven't talked much about A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith tonight, Um, kind of because they've been, Sam, they've been like irrelevant the last couple games. Like neither of them have gotten over 50 yards. They haven't been able to get the ball to them. That could be a way. Deontay Banks against A.J. Brown. I'm excited for that matchup. I think Banks, pocket coverage, press man. Mm -hmm. You might have to go to Goddard over the middle or Zacchaeus, or Watkins, Smith, I think that's who they have to go towards. Because Banks, 
Jordan, phenomenal rookie season. Phenomenal. He's been awesome to watch. Yeah. No, it's I, I honestly think that our secondary versus the Eagles wide receivers is going to be the best thing to watch in this game. And that's why I mentioned A.J. Brown and, and um, Devontae Smith earlier because I have not been seeing from them the things that we've expected to see from them. Like, it's just not happening. And they're both very excellent wide receivers. Um, but, yeah, I would not be surprised if you guys were getting hit with a lot of, like, your wide receivers – three and four compared to AJ and Devonte. Yeah. Yeah. No, the way again, and it all comes back to our offense and play calling. Um, and if I see one more screen on a third and long to Julio Jones, I am going to lose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have Julio Jones. Who Forgot thought? about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's just been tough. And again, majority of our issues, you guys asked me early on in the show what I think the main issue is. And the main issue, I think, is play calling. And it we have too many superstars, too much depth um, to even have this concern. Sam, who are you watching for the Eagles and the Giants? For the Eagles, um, I am going to be looking at Jalen Hurts because of his health situation, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, between being sick, between being injured, so on and so forth. Um, Definitely going to be keeping my eye on him and how he's going to be playing. Um, And I guess I'll I'll mention the running backs here, not just Boston Scott, but DeAndre Swift, like they – if we don't do what we need to do, that's going to be an issue for us. That's going to be a problem. Um, you know, if we're going to be so focused on the air, on the ball going through the air, and we're not going to be focused on the ball going on the ground, you know, we really got to make sure that, which is going to spread us thin. But if, as long as we have all of our bases covered, um, hopefully it's not a bloodbath. But that's definitely from the Eagles on my side. And, and the Giants, um, I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on Banks, like you said, uh, holding it down um, in uh, the secondary there. And hopefully um, Darren Waller plays more of a role. (laughs) I'd love to see more of him. I was literally so excited to have him on our team. And now that he's back and I'm like, like the meme of the guy with the stick and poking, I'm like, Darren, do something. And it stinks because prior to him getting injured, wasn't he making plays? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he was. He was doing. Yeah. He wasn't, he just wasn't like, scoring. How, yeah, it wasn't like how he was on the Raiders or the Ravens or anything. But he was doing stuff. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Between the twenties, I think Morrow and Blankenship will probably get the Waller assignment. How is Reed Blankenship? I mean, he. The the announcers talk about him like he's kind of like um, that underrated blue collar guy that just comes in and does his thing because you know Bayard's a prize name, Slay Bradbury, and then there's Reed Blankenship Jordan. What has he done? Has he looked good at all? Is he a guy that the Giants should like? Be like, yeah, he's probably better than you think. Yeah, no, I honestly, I really like Reed Blankenship. He came onto the scene after CJ Gardner Johnson got hurt last season, and he was literally like backup um and he came in and i'm pretty sure like one of his first like 
um, plays in the game was an interception. And I was like, hello, welcome to the offense or welcome to the defense, Reed Blankenship. Um, and ever since, yeah, he's just kind of this consistent guy. Um, not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but definitely has it in him to be very sneaky. He's super aggressive. Um, and he can definitely make a big play when we need it. So I really, really like him. And he's had some injury issues this year, which always stress me out. But when he's on, he is on, man. Um, as far as the Giants are concerned, anybody you think – I know you mentioned Tavon Thibodeau before. Um, anybody else matchup-wise that you think might not bode well in this game? Because, I mean, I've got one, but I can't think of many more. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like we talked about earlier, I feel like my main concern is just making sure that Tommy DeVito doesn't even have time. Like, yeah. I think if we can can attack him and get to him and our D-line can do what they do, um, then it shouldn't be an issue, and I'm expecting them to. Um, so I think as long as they're on their targets and they're doing what they have to do to get the job done, then nothing else really, really worries me too much. So before As long as our offense, like, works, because... <laughs> If they don't, then we're really screwed. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he's will be okay. Um, <laughs> for me, the one thing that I think the Giants have the advantage of is Dexter Lawrence in the middle of the defense. Um, you know, Kelsey is getting older. Dickerson is doubtful. So you might get Opeda, Steen, or Driscoll, one of those guys in there. Jurgens is not 100% with the peck. So I think Dexter Lawrence... PFF-wise, he's ranked first this year in the league um, of all interior defensive linemen. He's been phenomenal. And then right behind him on that second level is Bobby Okereke, who might be the Giants' best linebacker since Antonio Pierce, Sam, <laughs> potentially. I love that man. He's so good. He, he's <laughs> phenomenal. He is a wonderful linebacker. He is the man that we've been waiting for and who I thought Blake Martinez would have been for us. Um I Bobby O does what he's got to do. He shows up to work for sure. He knows what he's got to do. You know, and Jason Kelsey, I mean, this is the first year where I've really seen like mistake after mistake from him. So, um, yeah, like we never really have that issue for him. It used to be so rare. And I remember like the first one or two times it happened this year, I was like, Oh damn Kelsey. And now it's like, Damn, Kelsey. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, no, there, there's definitely an opportunity for you guys there. Um, for Philly, the last thing before we get into predictions. Yeah, look, I, I don't know how the Giants are going to win this game. I, I don't think they will. But I, overall, Jalen Hurts is still Jalen Hurts. You know, he's, he's a dual threat. I mean, the offense hasn't scored 20 points over the last three weeks, but I think that breaks this week. He's due. He's overdue, and he is very dynamic. And the tush-push is a phenomenal play. We know the Giants can't defend it. So there's Giants tried it once. Can't do it. Two guys got hurt on the play. They haven't <laughs> yeah. tried it. <laughs> yeah, that was a, <laughs> it was like one time, so then we were like, yeah. we're never doing that ever again. <laughs> no. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, I love the tush. But did you see we just trademarked it? Oh, that's fun! Like the no, Philadelphia no. Eagles bought the trademark for tush push, mm-hmm. as they should. They're the yeah. only team that can successfully do it every single time. <laughs> so makes sense. Josh Allen did it a little bit. I forget what they call it up there, Sam. But he was like moving to the left when he did it. It was like a different version of it. Mm. I don't know if you remember 
the Dallas game this past weekend where he's like, mm-hmm. I forget what they called it. They called it something, but. Well, I know we did like a fake, like we faked a tush push and it worked. And I was like, hey, <laughs> like, let's go. Um, score predictions. Jordan, I'll start with you. Um, who do you got? Final score. And it will be marked down. <laughs> um, all right. I am going to go very, very low. So my expectations are on the floor. Um, I'll keep it not very low. Um, I'm going to give my Eagles some credit. I'm going to say 21-17 Eagles. Well, that's very nice of you to give us points. Of course. I mean, look at how we've been playing. Like, that's not out of the question right now. Um, And I'm hoping that maybe it'll be good karma, um, where if I'm like, okay, I'm going to go into this realistic, I'm going to give the Giants a chance that maybe they'll show up and be the Eagles that I've expected them to be the last three weeks. Sam? Um, I was looking for the line on this game, Um, but it doesn't really matter because it's, you know. Eagles will cover, but um, I I'm like so shocked you guys are still giving us this much credit, and I appreciate it because if if you guys like had twelve, it's twelve. Sorry, Sam. Oh my yeah, god, I mean, cut you off. Twelve. Yeah, Th- that's what I'm talking about, Jordan. Like this is you. Oh my god, am I like so low on my team right now? <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know, you're you're coming off this loss and everything, but like we're you know. There's no way the Giants can walk into Lincoln Financial Field with Tommy DeVito and this game after you guys just lost three games in a row. And, and like, it just, it's, a, it's very slim. Very okay. slim. It's not impossible, but it's very slim. Okay. I think I'm going to say the Giants get 14 points up. Um, I'm going to say 27 14 Eagles. 27-14. So you have Philly covering the 12-point spread. Um, yeah. I think once Evan Neal gets ruled out, I think the spread will go down to like 9 or 10 points. I know that sounds horrible, but it, it's true. Evan Neal sucks. Um, we got Tyre Phillips starting right tackle off the Eagles practice squad. He went to Philly for six weeks and came back <laughs> a new guy. So we got six weeks of good. an undercover agent on the yes. other side. Yeah. Might as well send uh, send Mark Lewinsky to Philly too. I might vote him well. Too too late for that. But anyway, um, Tommy DeVito's Joe Pesci. Jamie Gillen is Dave Stern. Actually, does look like him, by the way. Of, uh, <laughs> A little bit. Marvin, Marvin, uh, Harry, whatever they call him. Home yep, alive. Marvin, sticky bandits. Philadelphia, twenty four, Giants fourteen. And that's a sweep. We're all in a similar, similar area here. Yeah, but I think Eagles finally clinched the playoff spot, and uh, or you already did. No, I'm trying to think. No, you well, haven't. Yeah. You did. No, we did. With someone's loss, we clinched. The st- st- Green but they're Bay. they're still working for the division against Minnesota. The yeah. Minnesota's loss, I think, because Minnesota yeah. drops the seven and seven. Because I'm pretty them. sure, like, yeah. we got in on a day we weren't even playing. It was just mm-hmm. like Eagles are in. I was like, great, <laughs> sounds good. Um, Jordan, we want to thank you so much. Before we let you go, please plug yourself, your work with Sam on Unsolicited, and your work with the Philadelphia sports media. We would love to. 
have our fans hear about it and hopefully follow you as well. So let's hear it. Well, first, thank you guys so much for having me back on. I love our annual Giants <laughs> Eagles rivalry chats. Um, thank you guys again. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me everywhere at the Sporty Jordy. And if you want to find even more of me, follow at PHLY Sports um, for all Philly sports media coverage, not just Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Union, Phillies, everything. Um, they do it all. So, Make sure to find them there. And then if you want even more of me, <laughs> check out me and Sam over at the Unsolicited Podcast. You can find us on, uh, I've done this intro twice today, on TikTok, Instagram, and threads at the Unsolicited underscore podcast. We are on Twitter at Sam and Jordan and on YouTube and podcasting platforms at Unsolicited Podcast. Awesome. New episode out Thursday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yes. Oh, my God. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's Thursday. I thought it was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the days mixed up because this is a Monday game, so it's still five days away. So it doesn't feel right doing this five days away, but here we are. I can't believe they're making us do this on Jesus' birthday. I know. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and the Eagles lost to the Cowboys last year on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Folks, let's all sign off together before we go. As you can see, you can follow Sam and Jordan there, as Jordan just aforementioned. You can follow Sam and I as well on Big Blue Avenue, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Coming up on 600 subs on YouTube. Please help us out. Help us get there. Let's go. Um, Very excited about that. little shameless plug. But, um, yeah, for some reason, if you're following Jordan, for some reason, follow us. Feel free to do that as well. But make sure you're following Sam and Jordan first. Um, appreciate you all folks without further ado let's go big blue